It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now here's your host, Ted Ramey. Here we go, face-off drop, Avalanche move right in, and a point-blank chance for Gabriel Landeskog moving down the lane in the right-wing side. Great save by Josef Kozhanash in the opening 20 seconds of this first period. You know, there were, for the exception of the first game, which he scored an empty netter, 3-0 game, you know, it was, it, was, uh, it was a close game, so we're, we're hanging with them. I mean, when their big line goes off, it doesn't matter if you're playing San Jose Sharks or you're playing, uh, you know, one of the better teams. When their line goes off, they're the, the, I, I said this the other day, maybe the best line in the planet. So, you know, it's tough to have an answer for that line every night but we managed our game and and we you know we've made adjustments through the four games different things off of face-offs different things on our power play our breakouts you know how we wanted to play them in, in certain situations so um it's a great learning experience I, i'm proud of the young guys that uh, you, you know you could see some of the habits developing and and getting more comfortable in our system um you know our veterans are like i said this morning or yesterday i thought that they're you know they're playing hard all the way in and uh, so there's a lot of good things happening and it's a great experience for these guys to be able to play this kind of talent these kind of teams and uh, and be in those situations. All right. Good morning, everyone. It is very nice to be waking up as winners because that is something that has happened entirely too infrequently as of late. And as I have said multiple times, the best deodorant is winning. It doesn't cure all. It doesn't fix everything, but you do feel just a little bit better about everything when you wake up and you're not staring at another L. And for the Sharks, they lost eight in a row. They won two games. They lost three more consecutively to Colorado. And then they walked away with one win here to end the series. But I think that the most important thing, and it's not just because the Sharks were not yet mathematically eliminated when the series began, but the most important thing is that the Sharks battled throughout the entirety of this series against the Avalanche. And the Avalanche are a really, 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 really good team. There's no denying that. They are as good as any team might be in the NHL. They have a great chance of winning the Stanley Cup, and the Sharks weren't played off the ice. The Sharks hung in with them over the course of all four of these games, and I think that even when the writing was on the wall heading into the series, even though they had not been mathematically eliminated, I still think that could have done more of a number on on the psyche of the Sharks. They could have had worse performances. They could have not shown up. They could, could have played with less emotional intensity, or they could have just gotten bowled over. And that didn't happen. And I and I appreciate that just in the sense that even though it was pretty much over, they didn't play like it was over. And I don't think the play last night was a team that was playing like it was over either because you're down 2 nothing in the final couple minutes of that second period, really with 13 seconds left in the second period, and suddenly Tomas Hurdle gets you on the board. That doesn't have to happen. That doesn't necessarily happen to every other team in the NHL who's in a similar position for the Sharks. Instead, you get Barabanov making a play. That's what the guy does. It's unbelievable what he does to help you score. 
But you have Barabanov making a play, you have Evander Kane making a play, and you have Tomas Hurdle finishing a play. And all of a sudden, even though it looked like all was lost because Burakovsky had scored with under two minutes, about a minute 20, I believe, off the top of my head, to, uh, to score before the end of that period, and suddenly you were with less than five minutes left in the period. It was a scoreless game, and then boom, boom, it's a 2 nothing game in favor of Colorado. That's a game that can get away from you right quick. That's a game that does not necessarily go in your favor, and the Sharks fought back, and that doesn't necessarily happen. And that That's what I was appreciating just because it gives you hope that next year these guys can have more of that quote-unquote bounce back that they were expecting from some of these guys this year. And they were talking about that on the broadcast last night. And, you know, I don't know specifically who they are talking about because you are looking at Tomas Hurdle maybe to be better than he was over the entirety of the year or at least more consistent. But coming back from a major knee injury is is not going to make life easy. You might be talking about Logan Couture in that instance. And I think that Cooch was on his way to having a bounce back year before he took some very obvious injuries that slowed down his production. I think Evander Kane most definitely did have that bounce back year. He's the Sharks MVP. He had a fantastic year and is still having a fantastic year and had three points last night, even though he didn't score a goal. He's making himself part of plays. He's making himself part of games. I think Eric Carlson is a guy you expected to have more out of this year. I know I definitely expected to have more out of him this year, but hopefully this year will allow him as a base to build on because he needs to be better than what he's been this year. I am not an Eric Carlson apologist, even though I am an Eric Carlson fan. When his game is humming along at its top level, he's one of the most impactful, one of the most impressive, and simply one of the most fun players to watch in the NHL. But over the course of the entirety of this year, there were too many games where he was absolutely invisible, and that can't happen. You're not paying him that much money to be invisible, and he's capable of being better. It just needs to be more game in, game out. Another guy you look at is Brent Burns. Brent Burns was not as offensively productive as you had hoped he would be. Now, obviously, he's not getting any younger, but maybe next year you hope that with a more normal offseason, that with a more normal preseason, with a more normalized everything, you can get a greater level of production out of him. But even though these guys have not had the great years you hoped they would, except for Evander Kane. Kane's been been brilliant. But they, this the idea that you're hoping for more bounce-back years from some of your veterans, the fight is still there. The overall effort, the overall desire, the pride – things that play into what it means to be a San Jose Shark and what it means to be an established professional and veteran in the NHL, big names. Logan Couture's a big name. Eric Carlson's a big name. Brent Burns, big name. Mark Edward Vlasic, big name. He's a gold medalist. Means something to Canadian hockey as well as Sharks hockey. He's repaired his game over the past few weeks. That's something that needs to continue into the offseason and into next year, and it's why I keep on talking about how the importance, and again... Knock on wood. I don't know if you could hear me knocking on the wood here in my studio, but that's something that most definitely needs to continue over the rest of the year. You got to make sure you avoid injuries. You got to make sure that you go in relatively healthy. Bumps and bruises are one thing, you know, torn ligaments, labrum, stuff like that, that, that totally different. And if you can get relatively healthy or be relatively healthy before the offseason begins, to where you're not going into rehab, to where you're not going under the knife. That helps out everything. So these these are some of the things I'm focusing on right now because it does feel like there's something to build on. It does feel like you're watching performances that you think to yourself, okay, this wasn't there all year long, but can it be for more of next year? And I think Barabanov is an easy guy to identify and say, I like where his game has been. 
that's a guy that we can sign and depend upon for the future. And just in terms of other guys more and more finding their game, I mean, Tomas Hurdle, obviously, like I said, the knee injury, that, that comes into play, but his game has been getting stronger and stronger as the year has gone on. He had a good start, dropped off. Obviously, the coronavirus didn't help things, and I'm sure that affected him more than he let on. But his game has been more consistent, has been more reestablishing himself, and he still showed the ability to take over a game. He scored that goal to get the Sharks on it just before the end of the second period, and then early in the third period, he scores that goal to tie the game, and then shortly thereafter, you get another goal from Eric Carlson. It's a 2-0 game, and you have a three-goal swing, two of which are scored by Tomas Hurdle. That's a huge, huge moment in that game when he scores the first goal. It's even bigger when he ties it. Well, maybe it's not bigger, but when you tie it, it's obviously it has an impact. Momentum had fully swung, and then Eric Carlson, he comes through with a big goal, which is what you needed. You needed something to happen. You were waiting for playmakers to make plays. Barabanov, Kane, Hurdle, Carlson, these are the guys that you are relying upon. And it kills me that we've not been able to talk more about Logan Couture because I feel that his game, when he was healthy earlier this year, was taking a big step forward or big step back to where we had expected it to be. But that's life in the NHL, right? You can be humming along, having a great year or having a great game, and then suddenly you take some bumps, you take some bangs and bruises, and you're not the same player that you were for whatever reason beyond just generally injured. But the fight against Colorado over the course of this series was something that I appreciated, and I know that not everybody's going to appreciate it the same as I will. You're saying, Ted, they lost three out of four games. How good they could they have been? And for me, it's not how good could they have been per se, but it's how much worse they could have been and how much worse these games could have gone. We've watched Colorado destroy teams this year. They haven't destroyed the Sharks. The Sharks have been right there with them in all of these games. And I feel that the main thing with the Sharks when I look at them right now, it's a team that they're not that bad. I think that's my overall thing. There's a middling aspect about the Sharks right now. They are not a terrible, horrific team. I think that they have had horrific performances at times over the course of the year. I think they've had performances where you just want to shake your head and say, what the blank was that? We all do that. That's a reality that we all have to acknowledge. But I also think that the main problem I look at with this team is while they are not that bad, they are not particularly good, or they have not been particularly good. They've had good performances, most definitely, but they were lacking that final ability to perform in those critical moments, in those big games, and it really came back to bite them over that eight-game losing streak. That was what did in the season. And you had a good fight up to that point, but ultimately reality came roaring into the equation that if you're not going to be particularly good and if you're not going to be particularly bad, eventually that middling nature will catch up with you because the Sharks over that course of that stretch, when they needed more big performances, when they needed more guys to step up, they weren't able to do so. And I hate to be Captain Obvious here because this is such an easy and obvious uh, take to walk away from from any game that you watch, but you continually see how important goaltending is in the NHL and to the Sharks. And Kojinosh last night, he was on top of his game. He was impactful. He was making big saves. He was making big plays. Yes, he gave up two bang-bang goals towards the end of the second period. That's not all on him, though, A and B. He's keeping you in a scoreless game until that late in the second period, and it gave you a chance to fight back. It gave Tomas Hurl's goal with less than 15 seconds left in the second period a chance to be relatively impactful. If Kojinash doesn't make those saves, if Kojinash lets a couple of easy goals get by him, then that one goal from Tomas Hurdle, maybe it makes it a 4-1 game as opposed to a 2-1 game. Kojinash kept them in the game. 
Got to see credit to him given stopped 28 out of the 30 shots from Colorado that he saw. And with Colorado, it's not just about the number of shots they create. It's the types of shots they create. It's how dangerous those opportunities can be. So I overall don't look at the numbers so much as know that Colorado, when they go to the net, it's going to put you in a precarious or dangerous situation. And Kojinash was able to handle it. And Kojinash has shown you over the course of his very short NHL career that there is potential or that there is something to build upon. And I don't think that Kojinash is a number one as of yet, but you see the work he's been putting in with the Bakov, the work that he put in earlier in the year with the Barracuda. He has ability, and he has shown more of a consistent level of play than Martin Jones. And Martin Jones, listen, on nights where he's on, he's excellent. He's fantastic. He's great. But Martin Jones on nights when he's off, highly inconsistent. You let in soft goals, and you do not give your team much of a chance to win. And that kind of a two-headed nature to Martin Jones' game is not doing him any favors right now, nor does it do the Sharks any favors because they don't know what they're going to get. And there's a, there's a feeling that when Martin Jones lets in one, particularly if it's early, there's going to be a lot more goals that are let in. With Kojinash, he was making the big saves. He was making the big stops. He wasn't giving up juicy rebounds. He gave the Sharks a chance to win. And it feels like there is consistency in his game to that extent. And if you look at the games he's had over his last five, He let in two goals against Minnesota on the 24th. He let in four goals against Arizona on the 26th. He let two goals in against Arizona on the 28th. On May 1st, he let in four goals against Colorado. And then last night, he let in two goals against Arizona. So that's pretty, you know, it seems like he's having the same game over and over. But in his most three recent games, his save percentages have been 933, 909, and 938. I'll take that. I know it's not indicative of what a performance over 50 or 60 games in an NHL season would be, but you have to look at that and say, okay, there is some capability there, and it's been happening against Colorado, especially those last two games against Colorado. He faced 44 shots against on May 1st and stopped 40 of them. Saw 32 last night and stopped 30 of them. That's not going to frustrate me. And even though he did give up four goals two games ago, that was a flurry of activity he saw from Colorado. And the other thing that you feel when you watch Kojinash is that he is rapidly maturing before your eyes. When he first got in, I remember he let up a goal and he was very demonstrative in his reaction and he looked like the moment was maybe a little bit too big for him. And I'm sure that was was a little bit intimidating for anybody. You get in your first game, especially as a goalie, and it's it's, it's a lot to handle, right? You know, this was not his ideal scenario for anyone in terms of the situation he was coming in for the Sharks. It was... After a trade deadline, it was a move that maybe people were or were not expecting. You also worried about what sort of message it was sending the team when you trade Dubnik and you're telling the guys that, okay, we're going to put an inexperienced guy out there at goalie. But, you know, credit to him. He has stepped up. He's gotten better and better in his time on the ice. And I think that's that's what you want to see. You want to see improvement. You want to see progress. You want to see a guy that is maximizing the opportunity. Kojinash is maximizing the opportunity, in my opinion, and I don't know that he's a number one, but it does feel like you can rely on him to give you a respectable performance, that you can look to him and say, okay, we're going to put you in tonight. You need to give us a chance to win. He can give you a chance to win, and I don't know that that same feeling exists for Martin Jones right now because there is such a body of evidence of Martin Jones having bad performances or having substandard performances, and that's it's crazy because Martin Jones has these games where he's literally unstoppable where he wins games for the Sharks. I don't know that Kojinash has in particularly 
won a game for the Sharks because even though he made a number of stops last night, you know, it was not him standing on his head. Whereas on the flip side, even this year, a year marked by inconsistency, Martin Jones has done that. He has won you games. He has had big-time performances like that early game against the Blues where he went toe-to-toe with Biddington and didn't let anything in in the shootout. Those are the types of games that Martin Jones can give you. And you would hope that he would have more consistency, but it hasn't been there. If he is still a Shark when next year begins, hopefully he will have had that much more time with Nabokov to work on his game because there is obviously game there to work with. It's just, it's it's highly inconsistent. So it does not always lend the greatest feeling of positivity, of at least for at least for me on the outside. I, it's very different for how these guys view it on the inside. They are obviously very different mental creatures than I, a normal human. But you have to wonder if the unpredictability of Martin Jones ever affects things out on the ice. Whereas Kojanash, it seems like there's been a relative stability to his play. He has let in a couple of bad goals, no doubt, but it feels like he does not let in soft goals at the same rate we have seen from Martin Jones. And as we've heard from Bob Bugner time and time and time again this year, you want your goalie to give you a chance to win. And while it's great when you get those opportunities where the goalie stands on their head and goes out there and wins it, Bugner's not asking the goalie to win it. He's asking for the goalie to give the team a chance for the team to win it. And that's exactly what we saw. Colorado is a very potent team. They broke through with a couple of goals in the last five minutes of the second period, but the game was not out of reach. Tomas Hurdle got the Sharks on the board before the second period came to a close. That led to momentum, and that momentum built into the third period. Hurdle got another goal. Carlson got a goal. It's a 3-2 game. Kojanash did his job. No one player needs to win a game for the Sharks. They need to do it as a collective. That's what we saw last night. All right, we're going to take a break. You're on Morning Tide. Coors Light wants to help you catch a Sharks game from the best seats in the house. Just share a photo of your Sharks at-home game setup to sjsharks.com slash home ice for a chance to win Coors Light Silver Seats tickets, Sharks gear, and more. Winners will be chosen weekly. So post a pic showing how you watch the Sharks to sjsharks.com slash home ice today. 2021 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Must be 21 or older. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide. Brought to you by Coors Light. Off the face-off, Sharks have it. Burns slides it ahead. Good head man to Barabov. Takes it down the right lane. Pass Kane. He's got a little bit front. There's the play. after two i'm not sure how it finished in the game but um you know it's was, it was fairly even and i just really liked the way we uh, played in the third period and you know and manage pucks i thought we did a lot better job of uh, um you know managing the puck at the right times maybe overlooked on that play was burns great pass along the boards to get it to barbanov who then got it to kane who found hurdle crashing the net just a beautiful bit of hockey there from the sharks and immediately to get yourself back into that game with time running out in the second period when suddenly you've gone down, you find yourself at a deficit. That was a huge moment. I mean, you need big moments from the Sharks. You need big moments to get yourself back in the game. We talk 
about 5v5 play. We talk about power play. We talk about penalty kill. But mostly, it's about performing when moments present themselves. And whether that is on the penalty kill or whether that is on a power play. I mean, we kind of overlook the very simple aspects of how you win a hockey game. If you want to win, you have to perform. You have to execute when opportunities present themselves. And Burns, Barabanov, Kane, Hurdle, all executed when an opportunity arose. Here's Hurdle after the game on the goal. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for sure helped a lot because it was, you know, last minute and we got a couple of good chances in second, but they, they most of the time spending our, you know, our D zone. So it's really helped because we kind of been firebar for third period. And I think we play really, really good hockey in the last 20 minutes. And more from Hurdle on Barabanov helping create that opportunity. Yeah, I'm I'm so impressed with Barbs, you know. I think Barb from first game, you know, as he come to the new team, you know, new system and stuff, and he he's playing really well, especially offensively. He, he can he can hold the puck, make a small plays, and you know, our right work, work really well so far. So so you know, he make every every night good plays, and it's fun to play with him right now. And the other thing we don't want to overlook is that Hurdle has been getting better and better as the year went on. And like I said, there are some reasons for that primarily coming back from a knee injury it was going to take time and in a compressed schedule with games coming as fast and furious as they were there was no doubt it was going to be difficult for hurdle to find that consistency and not deal with a good amount of fatigue because yes i understand that he had a long off season to recover but still getting those games under your belt and coming back from a major injury it's going to be different when it's 56 games compressed the way it is versus what you would see spread out over the course of a normal 82 game schedule i mean for most of the time the Sharks have been playing four games a week. That doesn't give you a, a great adjustment period. But more than anything, I think the COVID took a big toll on his game and didn't allow that progression that what we saw early on to really take hold. And I think that the fact that he's been able to come back from that and get better and better uh, is is very, um, you know, it's encouraging for next year. Here's Hurdle on the last few weeks. Uh, I don't know. I just, you know, try find my game you know for sure the early season was, wasn't you know what I was expecting from me but you know just strong on the park make a place and crush the net I you know and especially last couple of weeks was working you know a lot of chances and you know the, the goals for sure help you know get you uh, get your head settled so you feel good about yourself and every night when you have some points you know you feel confident and you will know you can play down there you, you will get chances and stuff so just try focus on my game and I, I know the early wasn't wasn't what everybody expected so I, I'm happy I just can prove it I can be still like you know really important for our team and I know that some might have the viewpoint that it is too little and too late but it's better late rather than never in my opinion because it gives you the ability to build on a game to where you go into the offseason at a better place to where you go into the preseason at a better place. And that, to me, has got to be part of the linear progression of where the Sharks are. They are at a better place right now than they were when the season ended last year. I know that was a long, long time ago. We're talking about March 2020. It is May 2021. Obviously, the world has been a very strange place over the course of time, but the Sharks are better now than they were then. Another thing you pay attention to is a guy like Nikolai Kanijov. He has been a big part of why the Sharks are better. He is a young player. He has promise. His game has gotten better and better over the course of the entire year. Here's Eric Carlson on Kanijov's play. 
No, I think that he's, uh, you know, he came into camp and, and made an impression right away. And I think that throughout the year, he's grown a lot. And, you know, I think that you can see that he's getting more responsibility from the coaches, which is great to see. It's all you want to see from younger guys. And, um, you know, he's just going to get better and better with the more experience you get. And, you know, sometimes when we're having a year that we, we are right now, uh, you know, it's an opportunity for some guys. And he's been one of them that uh, has really, you know, taken that opportunity, you know, to gain as much experience as possible and playing in situations that he might not have in case uh, you know we would have been in a different situation in the standing so you know good for him uh, he's really seized this opportunity and um, you know I think that uh, the way he keeps improving uh, you know he's got a bright future in this league for a long time. And I think the idea of reliability is so important in knowing what you can build upon. It's why there's been such frustration with Martin Jones because the lack of reliability hasn't been there. Some games he's been amazing some games he has simply not been amazing for lack of a kinder term but with Kanijov, you've seen a consistent level of play that's steadily improving over the course of the year. Mario Ferraro, his game has gotten better and better and better as a member of the San Jose Sharks. I think that Eric Carlson now has to look at his own game and see how he can find his own consistency moving forward. When he first came to this team, it was a little bit of a slow progression for him, but when he got humming along in the 2018-2019 season before he hurt his groin, he was huge. And then in the playoffs when he was playing injured, he led everyone with points and he didn't even play in the Stanley Cup final. And then obviously the groin injury had to be repaired with the procedure in that offseason when he signed with the Sharks. He was the points leader last year before he got injured. And now this year he's been inconsistent. His game was not where it needed to be at the start, but I think we're seeing more flashes and more signs that he will have something to build upon for next year. Here's Carlson summing up the whole season. Well, it's been a tough year, I think, uh, for everybody. You know, some teams have, have capitalized on, on uh, you know, the way that, you know, the, the, the game is played right now. And, you know, with uh, the four different leagues that we kind of have playing, you know, the same teams over and over. And, and some have it. You know, unfortunately, we were, you know, we put ourselves in a spot where we trade a little bit too early. And then, you know, we couldn't find a way to catch up. It's unfortunate, but at the same time, you get to look ahead too. And I think that, uh, you know, we've had some guys that younger guys, especially that has, you know, benefited from it and, and you know, gained some some valuable experience. And, uh, you know, I think that we're all looking forward to, uh, to next year already. Ian Carlson was asked if he had any personal goals over these last few games. No, I think that we just have to show up and play hard, try and play the way that we want to get, you know, the guys that don't have as much experience in situations, you know, to, to gain some coming into next year. I think that, you know, we have an older group here. I think that everybody's done a great job in showing up every day and, and, and being a real pro and trying, uh, you know, to do the best out of the situation and, and you know, keep your head up high and, and, and you know, keep playing the game the way that, uh, you know, it needs to be played, uh, you know, to lead, uh, you know, the younger guys and, you know, give them the best opportunity to be successful because, you know, moving forward, we're going to need them to, uh, you know, be players. So I think that, um, you know, even though it's been a really tough year on the ice and, you know, the, the results have not been what we wanted them to be. I think that, uh, you know, everybody uh, in and around the team has, has done a good job in trying to, uh, you know, make the best out of it and, and, you know, gain as much experience from this situation as possible to to learn and grow so that, uh, you know, coming in uh, hopefully to uh, a normal season next year, uh, we're going to be uh, better off for it. Carlson speaks to the fact, in my opinion, what I'm hearing is they're no longer playing for this year they're playing for next year. They're playing to get guys experience. They're playing to improve the game overall. They're playing to give themselves a better base on which to build upon. And that's not a bad thing at all. You have to take whatever you can from this period where you're not in contention, where you're not having a great year, where you're not one of the best teams. 
And if you use Colorado as a measuring stick, I don't think the Sharks are that far off. Are they that far off from Colorado? Yes. Are they that far off from being a team that compete for the playoffs? No. I think the Sharks, by going against Colorado and showing that they can play with them, again, show what I've been talking about. They're not that bad. They're just not that good. But that doesn't mean they can't take steps in the right direction between now and the end of the year and the offseason. Absolutely. It's a measuring stick when you play teams like this or you play teams like Las Vegas, who we got to obviously next Wednesday. It shows you where, you know, your game needs to be and it, it brings out the best in you. And I think, you know, even though our success against uh, Colorado um, and Vegas hasn't been great in the standings, I think that it's, uh, you know, it's gotten better as the season's gone on. And, uh, you know, our first uh, you know road trip into Colorado was uh, a bit of a disaster coming out of training camp. And, uh, and, and you could say the same thing about, you know, being in Vegas early in the season. I think, uh, um, we've done a better job of, you know, against these big teams. And I think that, uh, you know, you got to bring your best uh, on nights like this and, and to give yourself a chance. At this point, it is hard to determine what the Sharks quote unquote best really is. But watching that game last night, the Sharks played a relatively clean mistake free game and got good goaltending. They managed the puck better and they were able to absorb what Colorado was bringing at them. They were able to use a little bit of physicality. They had their better players making plays. Tomas Hurdle, Evander Kane, Eric Carlson. That's exactly what you need. You have your big names making big-time plays and helping you get a win. Tomas Hurdle got you back into the game. Chipped away with one goal, two goals. It's a 2-2 game. Then Eric Carlson, he scores the game winner. If you look at this as a support structure, the younger and less experienced guys have to be able to do enough out there to allow the high-end guys to do their thing. Conversely, the high-end guys have to perform and do their thing. It's not enough to just be a big name. You have to play like it. You have to come and bring it every single night. And we need more of that from Eric Carlson in particular because he has such an incredible ability to change each and every game. You've got three games left now, two against Arizona and one against Las Vegas. It is unrealistic to say that if the Sharks are able to win all three games that they can carry that momentum into next year. I don't buy that. That's BS. What I do believe is that they can build upon the performances that they've had and try and put forth a better product on the ice and acknowledge and learn inside Bob Bugner's system what their own roles are and how they can use this learning experience to make next year better. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. We will talk on Saturday morning. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey, signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.